0: Hi, I'm Sally Kirkman, um, and I'm here with my friend and co-astrologer Christina Rodenbeck, and we're going to be talking to you about the month's astrology. My website, SallyKirkman.com, and Christina is OxfordAstrologer.com. Um, and here we are on a very hot day, <laughs> Mercury retrograde still trying to do a podcast so hopefully it's all going to go well how are we doing christina
1: i'm fine i well you know i am really hot but this is good i am not complaining it is hot it is beautiful i am in my shed i've got all the windows open so there may be some noise from the outside um yeah i'm really enjoying i love summer Mm. i love summer Summer is here. It's fantastic. It's fragrant out there. My roses smell incredible. My philadelphus is scenting the whole garden. Um, It's all very lush. It's green. It's juicy. It's delicious. Um, So I'm really enjoying that. I'm a bit confused, though, just in general, what with the Mercury retrograde and Neptune wafting around my Mars. Um. I'm generally slightly in a fog. So, do excuse me if this podcast turns out to be weird.
0: Well, I think it was going to be weird this month. I can't, I can't see that it's not. It's just such a strange time, isn't it? I mean, this, you know, the, the, if we're looking back, the Mercury retrograde and these eclipses have just been a bit bonkers, I think. And then you've got kind of Jupiter in Pisces and Neptune slowing down. So, it's all this mutable energy i have so many kind of friends and clients i'm saying look you just have to go with the flow at the moment it's not a time to be making decisions it's just hopefully you know as as we move in to this new month there are going to be some turning points
1: but it's just there's so many variables at the moment so many very hard it's hard to make decisions and i just i mean if there's one thing to take away from this is like you know don't be pushed into making decisions, Um but I do think that some things will become pretty clear after the twenty second when Mercury goes direct. Yeah,
0: June the twenty second. I think so too. I think it's. Mm. I think it's going to be actually quite a powerful turning point
1: because it's been you know. A strong, what, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I was
0: just going to say it's. It was retrograde with the eclipses also in Gemini and Sagittarius, so I think it's all been very upside down and.
1: It's a super strong um, retrograde, this Mercury retrograde. You know, uh, people, because we have them three times a year, we get very blasé about Mercury retrogrades um, and slightly kind of, well, la-di-da, here we are in another one. But this one has been very, very strong. um, And very part of it has been, uh, you know, the message has been take a step back, you know, reconsider uh, and don't kind of rush into stuff. And it's also been confusing because there's been a lot of conflicting information and things rushing around. Oh, well, um, it's,
0: yeah, it's lies, isn't it, as well? It's kind yeah. of, you know, it's a sign of lies.
1: Yeah. And it, and it made that square to Neptune as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been, there's been a lot of, so as long as we haven't been sort of pushed into any big decisions and we've been able to relax and, Uh, kick back a little bit I think it's been quite it's been pleasant but if you're feeling but for some people I think it's been incredibly stressful that I've been speaking to especially these first two the first couple of weeks of June that enter eclipse period has been very very stressful because of the tension of the eclipses yeah Um,
0: Yeah. well I'll tell you what happened with me I buggered up my ankle right at the beginning of Mercury retrograde And I haven't really been able to walk very well. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm I'm actually, I think by the time Mercury turns direct, I should be back to okay mobility. But I've been hobbling. I've been hobbling and limping, which just is, to me, seems classic of Mercury retrograde in Gemini. You know, Gemini wants to move quickly, wants to move fast. It's retrograde. I've literally been slowed down, yeah. um, which has been very frustrating. Actually, I'm not very good at being patient and being slowed down, so it's well, um, it's not been enjoyable.
1: No, not at all. I mean, that's third house for you as well, isn't it? Mm,
0: it is. Uh,
1: so yeah. that's the house of you know transport and mobility
0: is... and getting yeah getting from A to B. And I you know I've been going very slowly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so that has been you know just classic actually. And I had a money misunderstanding and delay on the payment. My laptop's been going bonkers. I don't want to buy a new one until Mercury turns direct. so it has actually i've had quite a lot of stress around communications and the ability to move actually as well. Very you know textbook, I suppose
1: yeah, yeah, and of course it, this hits you very sort of solidly because of your areas rising. it's very clear, isn't it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, for me, it's been more about, um, well, you know, I've been doing my, I've started doing my, uh, these series of talks and that's where the mercury has been the mercury retrograde. And I have actually been revising them up until like the night before (laughs) rewriting and rewriting and rewriting because, um, I, I've just had to sort of rethink things. I yeah. rethink the way that I'm presenting them,
0: yeah.
1: Um, which is fine, uh, and I kind of knew that I would have to do that, but it's made me much more anxious than I normally would be. I mean, I'm not an anxious person about public speaking, particularly. Leah Rising, it's not a problem for me, but I got very anxious about this, mm-hmm. and it was part. You know, Mercury retrograde was sort of wangling around my moon, really, my moon Jupiter conjunction. Mm um so yes i th- and i feel that a lot of like i said a lot of people have been stressed mm-hmm. i noticed um i don't know what you think about this sally but i haven't been paying much attention to the news either because it's just a Same. depressing Same. <laughs> um but there were a couple of items of news that i noticed one is that i was very surprised at the pl- at where the this g7 meeting was and i always enjoy the the photo ops with those because they're so absurd um, but I was surprised that it was in Carbis Bay Hotel, which is a pl- hotel I've actually stayed in.
0: Oh, really? Wow!
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I got to tell you guys, it's not, you know, between us, it's not that special. Like, it's not Glen Eagles. You know what I mean? It's like quite an ordinary sort of hotel where we stayed with the kids when they were very tiny. Mm. It's got it had a great pudding chef, mm. um, but yeah, I was very surprised that they were staying in this quite. I don't want to say hokey hotel, but it was. Maybe it's expanded since then. It must be a lot bigger, as um, I guess. Um, or they must have, because imagine all the security and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And then there was the transport thing, speaking of mercury retrograde, with our prime minister turning up by plane from London. And I can tell you because you, I've stayed in that place. This is supposed to be, they're supposed to be talking about climate change, right? So he turns up in a plane from London. There's actually a train that goes directly like 100 meters from that hotel's door. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. literally you can get from the train and stagger down to the hotel and flop on the bed within four minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that was amusing. Uh, and the other thing I'm very interested in, this is the one I want to ask your opinion on is that what's it called? They're calling it GB news. Oh I yeah. calling it Hebe GB news. <laughs> Which is, for our American friends, it's the equivalent of Fox News opening up a branch here in GB. They're calling it GB News, and they have, like, big British flags everywhere, big Union Jacks. Um, and I think they started it – They did they launch it yesterday? Anyway, just in the middle of this Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that it gets Mercury retrograded.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, I was – kind of I don't know much about it but I was a bit surprised and I thought gosh timing wise this is not the time to be starting a new news channel Mercury retrograde it's been square Neptune I mean for heaven's sake what's going on well you know I know very little about it but it does seem bonkers timing it's fantastic
1: if if you want to broadcast lies though it's very good well yes
0: (laughs) I I don't know who I don't know who's on it or what I think it's Andrew Neil isn't it Who started it but I mean, I know very little about, about
1: it. I'm just not interested, to be honest. It's, um, well, it's funded by Rupert Murdoch.
0: Yeah, I'd just rather turn it off.
1: <laughs> well, let's hope it know. fails.
0: I just, I wanted to say about the G7, I mean, this does, you know, the timing of this also seems quite, here we are in England where Freedom Day, <laughs> 21st <laughs> of June, isn't happening, and yet you get all these people. Coming in, all these leaders coming in from different countries. You know, we're not allowed to travel, the little hoi polloi. We're not allowed to travel now without extra restrictions and tests. But they all just swanee in. Are they doing quarantine as well? Or is it one rule for them, one rule for us? I mean, that was just seems...
1: Them and their entire security. Sorry, but there's a helicopter speaking of security. Their, their, you know, their, their teams Uh Exactly. I I thought that was quite interesting to see. That's why the photo ops were so odd, wasn't it? You think, Mm -hmm. wait, what are you guys doing together? You're having hugs. So, you know, you've all had the vaccine. So I'm assuming they've all been double vaxxed. Um, So that makes it okay for you. But what about everybody else who's had the vaccine? We're not allowed to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Without having many, many tests. So, yes, I I thought that that was tasteless. Mm,
0: Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. But there we go. That's our fantastic government and other governments around the world doing Mm. what they do, really, which is the, you know, it's this Saturn Uranus square, isn't it? Mm. Uh, With the Saturn Uranus square, which was exact on June 14th, it does feel very much like one rule for them and one rule for us. I just think that that is Mm -hmm. one way that it's playing out. So.
1: Well, our Prime Minister got married. Aren't you excited and thrilled about that? Oh, really thrilled about that, <laughs> Couldn't be happier.
0: Toasting with
1: champagne. Yeah, not. The <laughs> bunting went up. The bunting was the, the flag was flying, the bunting went up. Had cake. Ooh. Um I did notice that uh what's her name? Carrie Simmons, that that it was very um the astrology was very tilted to her. Mm in her favor uh i noticed that neptune though is on her north node mm-hmm. is on her north node currently so we'll see how that works out
0: yeah, it's some kind of media move isn't it some it's kind of media move it's fantastic
1: for i was you know it's fantastic for film stars you know that kind of neptune on the north node it's like yeah. fame at last yeah, yeah yeah Into you know the big stage You shall see.
0: Anyway, here we are entering cancer season because it's the solstice on June the 21st. Um, So, yeah, midsummer here in the Northern Hemisphere. And finally, we're getting some sunshine and some heat, although I think it's going to rain again um, on the actual solstice from looking at the weather. I mean, we always record a few days beforehand. So, do you think this is going to be a helpful shift moving into cancer? What do we think about those Cancerians? (laughs) Ooh, moon,
1: <laughs> Well, we love the Cancerians and I think it is helpful. And I think actually the last week of June, last 10 days of June looks great. Mm. I love it. I love into July. Um, as long as you're not, you know, feeling under pressure to perform or to do stuff too much. I think it looks wonderful. Mm. Actually. I think it's, it looks like a wonderful month ahead. Uh, we've got a Venus mars conjunction to look forward to um but we're talking about cancerians yes of course cancerians warm funny emotional um one of the you know the cardinal water sign who you know they change the mood in the room there's a powerful sign underestimated how powerful cancer is i think
0: well it's one of the cardinal signs isn't it it is one of the leaders of the zodiac Yeah. You know, the the classic ones are Nelson Mandela, Angela Merkel, farty yeah. and Fata farter and Fata and Mutti. <laughs> 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 Just sounds like I've been said. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've pronounced the first word right. It sounded like yeah. party, but... <laughs> is it all mean, the father is <laughs> South Africa. And Angela Merkel <laughs> is Mutti, you know, yeah. the mother, mother. So yeah, there's this, I mean, that's just classic for Cancerium. There's this family theme.
1: Yeah, very nice. And I, you know, I, I often I think about uh, Meryl Streep as well as the sort of you know, this mother, of, this this mother of movie stars, you know. Yes, it's not that she's given birth to them, but she's like the queen.
0: Yeah, um, and and I think Tom Hanks is becoming the father. Yeah, don't you think? He's They're the king. both kind of you know they are
1: they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, somehow, kind of managed to be emotionally powerful i actually hanks you know that's why he's such a great actor isn't it is he somehow gets all that emotion into doing nothing much he's got a beautiful voice as well which helps
0: Mm. yeah Um, he can take on an ordinary role can't he actually and make it special which i think is, is is quite
1: lovely for that cancerian um nature it's hard that's the hard thing to act isn't it is the ordinary person
0: yeah, yeah. It's easy
1: to be a kind of bad guy. Mm. But hard to be that ordinary Joe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say as well, because I mean I was thinking a bit about Cancerians. There's I did have this weird little sort of going off on a tangent looking at things. Um, Elon Musk obviously is Cancerian. I was looking for Cancerians in the news at the moment. I mean, you know, he wants to go to space. I think he should just go to the moon and stay there, really. I think he's going to Mars, isn't he? Um, but I noticed he had seven, seven children. Um, yeah, does he? Yeah, he has seven children, which I was, because I thought, well, oh, is he a typical Cancerian? You know, obviously, when, you know, this, this is one of the themes of Cancer. And then I found out that Henry VIII, who must have had loads of children, was also Cancerian. And then I found out that Mum, who was a media personality of about 10 years ago, had 14 children because she had six. Older children, and then oct- octuplets, octuplets, Um by IVF. So Look. something that I was getting these cancerians going up. Yeah. with huge
1: families, super I- fertile sign. Of course, there's the other kind of cancerian who doesn't have children and doesn't like them. You yeah. know, which I I think I do come across those, or doesn't really want children because you know you want to do the kids stuff yourself. There's that opposite cancer thing, isn't there? But gosh, I'm st- sorry, I'm reeling from the fact that Elon Musk has seven children. How did I not know such a significant and important fact? I've only found that out now. as well. I thought that was
0: very bizarre, really.
1: Yeah, so he's not really worried about overpopulation then. <laughs> it's not one of his concerns. But that's fine. They can all go to Mars, I guess, and and colonize it or whatever it is he wants to do. Um, um, what do you think about all this, about space travel and well, space I, tourism?
0: I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse, personally. I really don't want, you know, uh, I don't, yeah, maybe we, maybe it's, we need to do it. I have, I just don't know. It seems mad to me. It seems like a lot of money. I'm really, I mean, I love, you know, being an astrologer. I love the planets and the stars. I mean, I'm completely fascinated and mesmerized by them. But I want to look at them from down here and see them up there. That, for me, is the wonder of it all. I don't want to go and try and be on one.
1: No, No, I like it here a lot. Um, It's lovely here. Um, Mm. And I think we should wallow in it. And I think that's one of the messages of this summer. Really, of the next few weeks, it is lovely. There's loveliness abounding if yeah. you can find the loveliness. Mm. Um, what do you think of this year's solstice? It's the twenty first. It's looking pretty juicy to me. Pretty well, nice. There's,
0: yeah, there's some lovely astrology, isn't there, really coming nice. on the solstice? Because there's, I mean, the major aspect is a trine aspect to Jupiter in Pisces. Um, Sun trine Jupiter which is yeah. gorgeous. I mean, that's on 23rd of June. And that's one of the best planetary aspects of the year. Always when the sun yeah. Jupiter expands what it touches, it's good fortune, it's opportunity. It feels very emotional, um, you know, in a good way.
1: It's, it's beautiful. And actually on the solstice itself, there's also um, Venus trine Neptune, which is fantastic as well. Yeah. So the emotions flowing well. I would say in those, in this first few weeks. And I think it's lucky as well. I think these are lucky moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, especially for cancerians, hello, cancerians, those, you know, that solstice is lucky the days after the solstice are lucky.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, take, they're lucky for taking a risk for traveling, believe it or not um, for going, you know, for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, getting out of, you know, off the sofa and going out and, uh not necessarily doing anything but just enjoying the world yeah. Yeah. Um, it's lucky for pisces as well because it's a the trine is between jupiter and pisces and the sun and cancer yeah. so very lucky and again the uh trine between venus and neptune is also between cancer and pisces so the all this so scorpio really benefits from this as well um yeah. because people with planets since the sun and scorpio scorpio ascendant, become part of a beautiful grand trine a, a pair of grand trines that are circulating this nice emotional energy it's positive it's loving it's yeah. you know i i always all of those planets well venus jupiter and neptune i associate with love on different levels really
0: yeah yeah no no i agree with that this this also, I can't, I've got in my head going on the two words, bottomless brunch. Do you know, <laughs> you know what a bottomless brunch is? What is a bottomless brunch, dear? Well, I only found out about it this few, well, last week probably, because my daughter was talking about it. I had no idea. She said, let's go for a bottomless brunch. I'm like, what's a bottomless brunch? It's It's drinking. It's alcohol. You drink as well. Oh. And I think, you know, I think you can have as much as you want, which... It makes me think, you know, this <laughs> Neptune oh and, Jupiter my and galaxies, Isn't that such a lovely symbol for bottomless branch? It's kind of, ooh, let's go over the top. And the other thing we've got going on at the moment, which, you know, is the Euros. Yeah. The
1: football. The football. It's oh, the know, emotion drink. of the Euros. Oh, my God. The, 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 the emotion shopping.
0: of it and the that's going to go along with that. But yeah, this is, you know, it's Cancerian clan, isn't it? It's my, it's where you see that sort of, Family, at a bigger level. So, so, tribal, tribal. When do the Euros so, finish? Know, oh, I think they finish sometime. They're going on until July, sometime. I think the finals. It's probably throughout cancer season, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, for, when this
1: for the benefit emotional of, for the benefit yeah. of people who have no idea what the Euros are because I had to do a sort of double thing. It's a huge football tournament that was put off last year. And it's in this part of the world, it's the second biggest thing after the World Cup. So it's massive. And as you know, in Europe, football is a religion. Um, so this yeah. is a huge religious fervor as well that you get with the Neptune, Jupiter and Pisces. This sense, this swelling sense of uh, joining up to cancer it's this swelling sense of, uh, of tribal passion um uh, and
0: um, the final England game actually as we're in England we're talking about England is on the 22nd of June um so the final knockout game you know and that's you have to win that one to get through so already that's again what I'm it's this emotional
1: yeah people are going to be crying if it doesn't come through I I love um what's his name? Gareth Southgate's letter. Did you read that? That's the one piece of news I read, wrote, uh, I read was his beautiful letter about the England team, uh, defending them and saying how important this is and how, and this is another incredibly cancerian theme. His letter is basically says, you know, what you're doing, what we're doing now is we're creating incredible memories for little, for little children everywhere, but also for adults. So, you know, there will be moments that for some people will be life changing when they're watching this stuff. Yeah. Which is a powerful way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and so the football teams carry the emotion of the country with them.
0: Yeah, they do. Which um, kind of also fits this really, you know, this um, outpouring of water sign energy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Um, you know, wherever this falls in your horoscope, there is going to be something that you feel really kind of strongly about, or passionate about, or uplifted by. I mean, for you know, for Libra, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's Cancer's your tenth house; it's your career, it's your vocation, Um, and also for um Gemini isn't it for the Pisces so for those two star signs you know this is this is something that's likely to be really big for you with Mm. regard to you know your future path where you're heading what what are you getting involved in that's making you feel as if you're right in the heart of something special actually it's
1: that kind Mm. of astrology Mm. it's not just about football then Uh, but for a lot of people it's (laughs) For, for neighbors on either side, it is, I can tell you now, um, there's a lot of crying. And it, what's interesting about this energy, this highly emotional energy, this tribal energy, is that it's not conflicting. It's not actually super competitive, which makes me think about how, like I was saying, football in this, on this continent is a religion. And people are united as lovers of football. Mm. even if their teams are opposing each other. But there is a unity through the love of the game, Mm. which is kind of lovely. Mm. I wish I liked it more. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, I do like football, but um, I don't live in a football-y household, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um,
0: So, I mean, that is another kind of theme that's going on, isn't it, with with this strong astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, you know just on the back of the solstice there is a kind of unity in it and you know being around the right people as well being around people of influence or you know you're the one who uplifts somebody or you're around Mm -hmm. someone who inspires you as well I think it's really important for kind of teamwork and partnership and again you'd be looking at Capricorn and Virgo in particular because that's going to be you know your partnership sector this is where there's a, a lot of energy as well.
1: Well, I think that, you know, the other thing that always happens around this time of year is sort of festivals. Yeah. Um, And although there's like social distancing and stuff, there are festivals going on. And this is a chance for people to get together with their tribe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why it happens in cancer season, why the, you know, the good ones, you know, the very successful ones tend to be. Mm. In this Cancerian season, which is between, you know, the 21st of June to the 20th, 20th of August or 21st of, sorry, to the 20th of July, isn't it, this year? Yeah. Um, that, and, and this year, that sense of emotional connection to your tribe at, this, at festivals, etc., whether it's a music a festival or theatre or whatever it is, is going to be even stronger than usual. It's a huge release. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, it's like this outpouring after the pandemic, you know, it's a post-pandemic outpouring. Not that the pandemic's over completely, but this is a moment of release.
0: Yeah. Which we always thought Jupiter and Pisces was going to bring in somewhere. Yeah.
1: And it's like just accentuated by what happens in those first, ten, la- the last mm-hmm. 10 days in June. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I think one of the frustrations will be for people who are stuck behind a desk or stuck at work, when, who are not able to participate in this sort of tribal thing. Yeah. So yeah. I I, I think sort of for Cancerians um, and, uh, well, most of the, all the cardinal signs, it's important to allow yourself to have that tribal time somehow in the next, you know, the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. to do something that, you know, is either family-oriented or interest-oriented that gets you with your group of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the cardinal signs Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, just to mm-hmm.
1: um, point out which they are. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I would point, I would add Pisces and Scorpio into that too. So that's half the Zodiac, you know, mm-hmm. get out there and be with your tribe. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's a really big theme. Yeah. um Also, I mean, just this period is kind of quite bonkers with astrology because we have Jupiter turns retrograde on the 20th of June. Mercury turns direct on the 22nd of June. There's a full moon in Capricorn on June 24th, and Neptune turns retrograde on June 25th. So it does feel, mm. I don't know, it's just like almost... Partly ships passing in the night mm. or something. Yes, it's on. No, it's off. This is happening. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of exciting, but it still remains quite um, confusing, doesn't it? Quite complex um, yeah. energy, actually. I think, so it, that, that, I think the Mercury turning direct will bring news to light. It will bring information you've been waiting for. It's in Gemini. Um, so that is, you know, you're likely to get hold of... Uh, things that you've been waiting on, something you hear or something you read can be a green light. I think that can be useful. I mean, I think it'd be really useful, actually, for um, Gemini Gemini and Virgo, as it's your planet.
1: And everybody else, frankly. I mean, there may be decisions that you've been holding off on that you'll be able to make. And these are practical Decisions, their decisions, you know, to do with paper, you know, like all the papers sitting on your on your desk, you may be able to get rid of them. You know, this is moving things forward, and the things that which are Gemini, you know, which is words, communications, your things start to flow with that much more effectively from now on. Mm -hmm. I actually think that the these two retrogrades of Jupiter and Neptune are really, really important. Um, mm-hmm. because we don't get Jupiter and Neptune in the same sign very often. Mm-hmm. The last time was 1856 that we had that in the same, sorry, in both in Pisces. Yeah. That's the last time yeah. we've had them both in Pisces. We get them in the same time fairly regularly, in the same sign fairly regularly. But this is special, um, this moment. And when they turn retrograde, they their energy intensifies, actually. It's not yeah, like yeah. it goes bleh. And, and disappears. There's an intensification of that energy as they're stationing, as they're standing still. So this Pisces mass emotions energy is really strong. Um, and some of that is fantastic. It's fantastic for the arts. It's fantastic for the imagination. It's fantastic for spiritual endeavors. It's fantastic for getting in touch with the other, with God or goddess or whatever it is you believe in all those things are intensified um it's it's also fantastic for um making things up and being fooled
0: yeah yeah it's the flip side isn't it it's the flip side of um this this astrology um i was going to say something Then what was i going to say oh and and also i was going to add that it's for me it's it is really important that you know, you have something to believe in, actually. Yes. You, you know, and I think a lot of us need that at the moment. We need to have something to believe in. Um, and I think we have to revert quite a lot to, to hope and faith as well at these times
1: still. Um, uh, this is why the discourse around uh, things like vaccines is so difficult. Is because it's actually based on beliefs. And people may have false beliefs, or you may believe that they have false beliefs. If you see what I mean, um, and that that uh, conversation is still ongoing, and it's actually people's beliefs around what's happening are very overwhelming and strong. Yeah. Um, so there's a certain amount of. I think that it's helpful that Mercury goes direct. Mm. because as you say, some information might be coming out.
0: I agree. Um, and also I wonder whether that full moon is going to be helpful too because it falls in Capricorn. Yeah. It feels kind of, you know, strong Earth energy, sort of standing your ground in a way with that full moon. And yeah. I think it's quite, you need something at the moment that acts like as an anchor or, or a rock as well, something you can hold on to as well.
1: It's the full moon is on the uh, 24th of June yeah. and it's uh, in Capricorn makes a fantastic uh, aspect to Jupiter. So it's a very kind of like a big full moon, um, a big, uh, big, beautiful full moon. And again, I think it's it could help to anchor your beliefs in something more real, more Capricorny. Mm. um at that moment it's obviously it's a f- an important full moon for the cap for capricorns um themselves it's your only one this year yeah. and um a reminder to have faith in yourself i yeah. think yeah. and kind of ditto for C- cancerians but not so much but really for capricorns it's like have faith in yourself
0: yeah actually for Cancerians it's maybe have faith in put your faith in someone else yeah yeah, you know another person. Put your faith in that person that um, things will come good because they say so. Um, so, 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 yeah, it does feel you know full moons. I think are great for making decisions when the light of the moon is at its brightest, and it's that kind of witchy kind of knowingness. It's that kind of intuition. I mean, Christina, you and I were having a bit of a talk beforehand whether this this really intense astrology. Whether it's a time to do what you think is right, Mm. turning direct in Gemini, or whether to do what you feel is right because of the Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, you know, Mm. tapping in. But actually with this full moon, I wonder whether you need to balance both, whether it's a matter of, you know, head and heart and finding a way to kind of try and bring them together to make a decision, to make a powerful decision. Um, and i think a lot of people are just waiting to make decisions right now that's kind of you know they're just waiting to make decisions um so this this period the 22nd 24th is the time to be doing that definitely
1: i think that one thing one thing i think about sort of decisions and indecision and we're coming back to this again it is a very indecisive time right now because we don't have the information or things keep on changing is that don't feel that any decision that you make after this mercury goes direct that you're stuck with it you may be able to make a decision that's a, a stopgap, or that yeah. works for now yeah. you know you're not stuck with it um because actually some of the forces that you're dealing with are much are huge mm-hmm. do you know like the the forces of of both jupiter and neptune and pisces this is massive and saturn and um so we have jupiter in its own sign of pisces we have neptune in its own sign of pisces we have saturn in its own sign of aquarius so these are massive big outer planet forces that are bigger than us uh, which you can't control you have to just go with but with mercury direct we can do the little things you know the little personal stuff make some small dishes decisions or even temporary decisions that won't be fine for the time being um, that you'll be able to get out of if you need to but will help you to actually move forward a little bit.
0: Yeah,
1: no, I, I like that. I think that's I think that's really helpful. Um, okay, uh, where are we? I, yeah, I did that, <laughs> sorry, it's because we're in this turmoil of stuff. That this is a slightly tum- tumultuous little podcast, isn't it? I do notice that there is a sort of slightly unpleasant day on the first of July when Mars and uh, Saturn make a an opposition.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, I think it's important to say before that, because Mars is in Leo, it's in a far sign, as we mentioned last month. Yeah. Where it likes to be, it's kind yeah. of strong, it's confident, it's dramatic, Mars in Leo. But Venus joins Mars in Leo at the end of June as well, so June 27th. So this period, again, this coming week, actually, the first week just full of astrology. And then both Mars and Venus will trigger that Saturn-Uranus square, actually. Mm. So Mars is opposite Saturn on the first and square Uranus on the fourth. So we get then this real fixed sign energy. So, you know, Leo, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, the fixed signs may feel this planetary energy more than most. And it's really the period from the 1st of July to the 8th of July. Um, And for me, it's kind of like, maybe finding yourself at odds with things or, you know, being up against the status quo. It does feel quite combative and confrontational, I think.
1: So um, the signs that are most affected by this are Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, and Leo. Yeah. Um, Those are the fixed signs. And they may find, you may find yourself in some kind of conflict, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. Um, with this. On the other hand, you know, um I think Mars and Leo is, great for leos you know you're going to get a lot of stuff done and then you have venus and leo cool Mm -hmm. Um, and actually for aquarians those two are in your relationship sign so your relationships are going to be surging ahead frankly you know there's something's going to happen someone new may come into your life again it fits in with some of the loved up energy that we were talking about before which i think it's important that you point out that that um Venus leaves Cancer on the 27th of June. I think there is going to be a shift, a feeling of shift around then. And then we get this hot energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And she starts making, you know, this is a really nice aspect for Aries, you know, for Sagittarius, all of that. Mars, I think particularly for Aries, I've got to say, but also for Sagittarius and Leo themselves, that conjunction of Venus and Mars is really important. It's the lovers joining up. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's the only time this year they do, isn't it? So it's 13th of July. It's in Leo. It's at 19 degrees Leo. If you're looking at your horoscope, you know, the lovers of the heavens unite.
1: Yeah. It's really important. And I don't think they've done it in Leo since like 2015 or something. So this is, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's having that love. The love energy is empowered or, You could look at it another way and say that the warrior energy is made more loving. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's nice, and it's that is part of the 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 feel from. I guess you're right. Around the first of July onwards, you know, from the, the till the end of the period that we're talking about, which is the twentieth um, of July.
0: Um, also, I just want to say, you know, to me with this kind of. Confrontative, yeah, not some adjectives very well today. Con- Confrontational. Confrontational, astrology, yeah. Um, at the beginning of July, it does feel to me like something's got to end for something new to begin as well. Ooh. You know, it might be like one relationship is over and done because there's a new one emerging. I mean, for you know, Aries, Aquarius, Leo, there could be something around that. It does feel kind of lively
1: um well leo's if i mean for example if leo's have been having someone who's been blocking or annoying you're gonna you may have a confrontation with them around the first of july because you're feeling more aggressive and assertive yeah. um this could be a parent or someone older than you you know mm-hmm. that you you are able you have the energy to sort of deal with them mm-hmm. um and you've also got the charm to deal with them as well because you've got venus there helping you out. So it's actually a very good time for leos to you know change your relationships if it needs to be if that needs to happen.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would say aquarius too. Same
1: absolutely. Thing. Same thing for aquarius. And you know for um for scorpio, so, yeah, this is all about the career this you know this the conjunction of this leo energy is in your career sector uh Mm. so you you know you might want to take some kind of risk or meet someone uh you know an important person uh you know your ability to be both charming and assertive Mm. in terms of status is enhanced
0: Mm. yeah and that's you know that does feel like Meeting someone who can kind of propel your career forward as well, yeah, it does. The really good time for networking, for schmoozing when that, there's that Venus Mars conjunction, and I think also for Taurus. Um, I mean, it does feel like red hot energy, doesn't it? It's red yeah. hot energy for Taurus, it could be kind of things happening fast at home within the family, but also, therefore, linked to what next it's to do with career and vocation as well. Um, so kind of a really Rocket-like fuel of energy in key areas of your life. One area changes, and that impacts on the others, and things move. Things move fast.
1: I think that also, you know, it might be um for Taurus. It may just be a moving house or moving, you know, getting ready to move house, moving out of the family, mm-hmm. you know, um, or some or part of the family moving out. Yeah. Um, there's a sense of momentum with this, which is actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, But I I do want to highlight that Mars-Saturn opposition on the 1st of July. I think that looks tricky.
0: And the Mars-Uranus, I think, on the 4th. I think, you know, avoid kind of antagonistic situations. You know, don't get involved in a road rage incident. Um, Take a step back if you're around people who are angry and volatile. Um, I think that is always important advice, when you, particularly with this, this red hot Mars, actually.
1: Yeah, and I don't like, I mean, Mars, Uranus can often be um, uh, accidents.
0: Yeah, it can, because you act impulsively and foolishly, actually, without thinking. It's action, it's it that sort of leaping in, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, Leo's be brave, be assertive, but don't be foolish. Mm-hmm. And around the fourth, really do think before you attack. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because we have this sort of first week of quite um, testing astrology, actually. But then we get the new moon. We get the new moon in Cancer on July the 10th. And then, you know, again, suddenly we have this run of really quite beautiful and lovely astrology. There's a Mercury-Jupiter trine Mm. on the 12th. There's the Venus-Mars conjunction on the 13th. And the Sun in Cancer trine, neptune in Pisces on the 15th. So partly some similar themes almost to what's happening around the full moon in June. Hmm. Um, again, it feels like uh, a lot of emotion, um, a possibly good fortune, some, some lucky events and turning points. So it, it does feel like kind of a whoosh of important planetary activity again after that new moon.
1: Yeah, and important and nice. And, you know, Mars and Venus carry on walking hand in hand through Leo for the rest of this time. They do. After the new moon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty. The only things that look dodgy to me are that early week of July, that first week of July. Aside from that, which is that Mars energy we're talking about, aside from that, I think this looks like quite a wonderful month. It's full Mm. of possibility. And the, uh, I think my sort of general advice would be, you know, see what turns up um, and don't expect to be necessarily completely in charge mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even and the, this is more disturbing for the in charge kind of signs, like the Capricorns and the Aquarians who like things to be, you know, the Saturnian signs. Mm-hmm. Um but the, for the fl- signs that are mutable or more flowing, I think this is actually quite mm. special.
0: Mm. I, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, I was w- while you were talking, I was thinking, you know, this this is a lovely month as long as you're not too fixed yeah. on what you think you're going to do. And, again, you know, the signs that could find that a challenge are the fixed signs, mm. Doris, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. and um, Maybe this is what the astrology beginning of July is about. You know, your plans don't, things don't work out. And you're, you're a bit furious about it maybe with that red hot Mars. Um, but actually, if you can not get caught up in that and go with the flow and see where life leads you. I mean, it really is a month to, to trust in life and go, you know, and hope that because one door gets closed, you know, something new opens up. Something doesn't work out, but someone steps in to help.
1: There's so- another helicopter, by the way, or a plane or something going on. I think there's a biplane, in fact.
0: Okay, well, I, I, I'm not hearing them, so I wouldn't worry. Oh, it. right, okay. <laughs> it's, but thanks for letting us know. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, there's a little airfield north of Oxford yeah. um, where very tiny planes go. Sweet. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know the the although I think for even for Scorpio, although Scorpio is a fixed sign, actually this energy is so flowing that it takes you along and in quite a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the signs where that may find this frustrating are, I think actually Aquarius and because um, Aquarius also will have this Mars energy coming against you. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquarius, Leo, Taurus,
0: mm-hmm. in particular well i suppose also with scorpio you know there's there's again this planetary i mean mercury moves into cancer on oh, when does that move in just uh, is it just after the new moon yeah the 11th uh-huh. the day after so the mercury jupiter trine is cancer pisces the sun neptune trine is cancer pisces
1: mm-hmm. so
0: maybe for scorpio that does help because you're in the flow it's your element it's water
1: yeah uh, I don't think it's a problem for Scorpio at all. I think it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I, would, I would say it's very, very positive um, for letting your intuition work. Yeah. You know, And that's the other thing I would say in general about the um, – it's interesting that Mercury is in Gemini until the 10th of July, I think, uh, which is a very rational – and logical sign to sign you know and it's the sign this is the planet of thinking and rationalism so there's one element there of quite rational stuff going on at the same time that we have all this like emotional whirlpool uh around us so i think it's quite good to hang on to your little that little rational voice inside of you for all of us
0: well okay and but to me as well it feels a bit like you know Mercury's on its own. It feels like a lone voice
1: of rationality. (laughs) I agree with you. It really does. So just, you know, listen to it, though. Yeah. It's there. It is there. Um, And, of course, it squares all that Pisces stuff as well. You know, it's at a tough angle to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's the final Mercury-Neptune square is on the 6th. So that, again, that kind of confirms that that first week in July is likely to be I think the trickiest mm. astrology in coming up in the month ahead, but a lot of lovely, I mean, you know, watery, watery energy. And we're both water signs. So we love yeah. all that emotional yeah. intuition, weirdy, magical, spooky, wonderful stuff.
1: <laughs> I have to say that I, I was, I looked at the thing on the, on the uh, 4th of July and I thought, Oh, oops. Cause my daughter has a, uh, is she is a Taurus, and she will she has Uranus in her sign. My husband is a is a Leo, my partner is a Leo. So there's a, that conflict between Leo and Taurus. I'm thinking, oh my God, I better keep them very well apart on that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, you um, need to be mediate and flow in between.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: bring some sweetness and light to events,
1: or just hide under the covers if um, not, Clarence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. I think that's it for this uh, month. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we've given people a a good idea of the, the vibe that's coming up. So I hope it's wonderful. I hope you get sunshine. I hope things flow in the right direction. Um, and we'll see you next month when it's Leah season. Hurrah.
1: Hurrah. Okay. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah. Bye.